0: You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Now, we know that tomorrow, the Arkansas Razorbacks are going to be facing off against the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Fayetteville at Razorback Stadium at 3 p.m. We know that this is an SEC West matchup that Arkansas is actually favored in, even though the line's been kind of jumping all over the place. Started at 5, went up to 5.5, possibly 6. Now, according to uh, Vegas, it's at 4.5, so kind of jumping all over the place. But we know the importance of this particular game for Arkansas listen Mississippi State is five and three same record as Arkansas but not all five and threes are created equal because Mississippi State is sitting at three and two in conference play while the Razorbacks sit at one and three it seems kind of weird doesn't it That Arkansas being five and three and feeling like there's still been some good things that have happened so far this year that one and three mark dead last in the sec west kind of rubs you the wrong way but that's just the way the schedule sets up and now you welcome in an sec west foe that by and large you are a better program than by and large you are a team that is better you're better that you're, you're a better team than them and by and large you should win this game and if you don't win this game this, this one might be the biggest disappointment of the entire season if you don't win. And the reason being is that you have had two weeks, essentially, to prepare for this game. You've had two weeks to get guys healthy, to get guys ready, to get guys focused, to get guys put in the right positions, to be successful. You've had two weeks for this game for this moment, for this Saturday. And when you have that much time and that much preparation and that much ability to get people right and get them mentally and physically ready for the November stretch, there are no excuses. I'm not trying to downgrade Mississippi State as a team. They're better than what they were last year, and they're better than what I thought they would be. But you are too, Arkansas. You are too. And I hate to make the comparisons from previous years and last year especially, but here's the thing. Arkansas won three SEC games last year, they really won four, but they won three. You beat Ole Miss, you beat Mississippi State, and you beat Tennessee. Those three teams were on your schedule no matter what. They didn't get added in. We all know that Florida and Georgia got added. You lost those games. But... You won three SEC games last year, which, if COVID hadn't happened, you probably would have won those three games anyways, which would have made you three and five or, yeah, three and five in SEC play instead of going three and seven. But that was last year. This year, you returned virtually everyone, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You returned your key players on the offense and Traylon Burks for sure. And your entire offensive line, that's pretty big. You had your starting tight end back. And even the ones that you didn't return all the starters, you're improved at. Like running back. Running back is significantly better this year than it was last year. You, as a team, should be better this year than what you were last year. And you make that known by what you do in the SEC. What Arkansas does in SEC play. What that record shows in SEC play. That's where the money's made. And if Arkansas loses this game to Mississippi State, I'm not going to feel good about them beating LSU for sure. They're not beating Bama. They'll still beat Missouri. But say if Arkansas goes 1-3 in this final stretch, that's going to have two wins in SEC play compared to what you had last year with three. where you're a better team this year. But you don't even match the same amount of wins that you had last year. To me, you can't have that. And to me, that would be a disappointing year. Knowing how good you actually are and knowing that you fell short. You have to at least get to three SEC wins this year. And you have four chances to win two to get to that point and i think that you are going to go at least 2 and 2 in this final stretch. And if you go 2 and 2 in this final stretch, i'm going to be fine with it. I mean, it won't be as great as what we all hope for, but still every one of us would have signed up for 7 and 5 before the season started. And you know you know you would have. And so going 2 and 2, 3 and 5 in SEC play with once again the toughest schedule in all of college football. I like it. It's progress. But you need to win this game, though. This is a home game where you've had plenty of time to get ready for it. It's going to be later in the afternoon. The fans are going to be there. The atmosphere is going to be there. Mississippi State's coming off of a tough physical win over Kentucky. This is your time. This is your moment to actually show that you are a good team. Enough of this, you know, good fat, old-fashioned, good old boy, oh, gee, golly shucks, aren't you guys a fun team? Sam Pittman's such a likable guy. Arkansas is a fun story. No. That's over. You got to show in the month of November that you are a legitimate SEC team. Right now. That's what you have in front of you is that opportunity. It's November. Last year, you lost your final four games of the season. You started three and three, and you lost your final four. Pretty disappointing. This year, you're five and three. You started off so strong, and then you hit a snag in the middle of the year. And now, in this final four game stretch, it's going to show just how good of a football team you actually are. Go out there and take advantage of this opportunity. Show us that you are not just a cute, fun story at the beginning of the year. Show us that you are a legitimate SEC team that has made legitimate progress from last year to this year and that you're going in the right direction and that you know how to finish. Frank Burrell always said they remember what you do in November and it's the same thing here. If Arkansas completely craps the bed at the end of the season. No one's even going to be talking about them. No one's going to care about them because, hey, that's what Arkansas is supposed to do. Y'all are supposed to crap the bed. Y'all are supposed to underachieve. That's what you do. You're Arkansas, right? Now, show that you're legit. Go out there and get it done. I can't put it any more simply than that. We told you that this podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, and listen, they've been proudly serving community since 1965. But, it's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. I know that in my personal experience throughout my life, you know, you think about as a kid, McDonald's was such a big part of it. You know, you're getting the Happy Meals and going on the playgrounds. Like every, every one of us have grown up with McDonald's, and the thing is, is, they've been consistent. It's the same thing that it was when I was a kid to what it is now. And it's still a place that we'll always be connected to. I mean, the fries. Again, your mother has never made anything as good as a McDonald's French fry. Sorry. But they are phenomenal. I'm a big chicken McNugget guy. Like, give me the 20-piece when I'm feeling crazy. Give me some barbecue sauce into the mix as well. Let's get wild with it. Or, you know, McFlurries. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love one of those, too? McDonald's has it all. So go over, again, to McDonald's. And, you know, hey, listen, they've been in the community. you got one close by to you check out their great food and all of the affordable food that they have and hang out while you're there and be a part of the community just like everybody else and then again they've been proudly serving community since 1965 and it's more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's a place where the friends and family of the community can come together a big thank you to our friends at mcdonald's for always being there i'm loving it Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, we're going to be joined by Razorback baseball coach Dave Van Horn here in just a second. Talk about some updates with his baseball team as well as his players in the World Series as well. But I want to remind everybody that back and better than ever, betonline.ag is a new web interface that has the start of basketball season and has more props and more odds and more lines than ever before. It's your number one spot for football and basketball action this season. So head to their new website and sign up today. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So check it out at BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. We are joined by the head coach of the Razorback baseball team, Dave Van Horn. Dave, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, and uh, you know we were talking about the the World Series, and obviously seeing uh, former Razorbacks be able to be able to get a World Series ring. And this World Series, no matter who the team was, you were going to have a former player that won a World Series ring. Just how special was it being able to watch that and and seeing a former player of yours be able to win a World Series?
1: It was great. You know, this second time that 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 was going to happen. You know, we we had uh, Dallas Keichel and. Logan Forsythe go at it a few years back. And, uh, you know, this time with, with Ryan and Drew, he knew somebody was going to win. Unfortunately, one didn't, um, you know, Ryan's still young enough that he's got some more opportunities to, to get that ring, but really happy for Drew and his family. And, you know, I text message, texted those guys, uh, once they qualified for the world series and congratulated them and, uh, basically told him that I wasn't going to root for anywhere anybody. I was just going to watch. And and then uh, after uh, the Braves won, I, I sent uh, Drew Smiley a, a text and congratulated him, how happy I was, proud of him. And he sent me a really nice text back yesterday just saying that he was, you know, really in a nutshell, he just couldn't believe they were, he's a world champion. And uh, I just told him to enjoy it, and uh, he deserved it.
0: You know, it's fascinating that, of course, the amount of players that you've coached that are in the major leagues right now is pretty impressive, but I've always just wondered from a, being a former coach and having guys that are freshly in the MLB and guys that have been there for a long time, how much contact do you keep in with a lot of those former players, or do you have some more than others? Is it something that's like a, you know, always doing a little check-in? Like, How often do you keep up with your former guys?
1: I'd say it's definitely you know, it's, it's up and down. It's more with some than others. And a lot of times, you know, when we really get to watch him, you know, I don't watch a lot of MLB just until the playoffs, honestly, a little here, a little there. The summers are so busy, you know, after I'm just, a, I'm a big college baseball fan. And, uh, you know, so keeping up with that from basically February all the way through the end of our season, you hit recruiting season and, um, even more, um, football starts there's just you know you only have time for so much but I really start catching the games maybe in later September um, but, I, but I keep up with our guys as best I can um, statistically if they got a hit or a home run or pitch well have a good outing or the team's doing well and I'll just send little texts you know hey keeping up with you keep, keep grinding I know it's long season just little things so uh, just to let them know that we're, we're here, we're still watching, we still care.
0: And I've always felt like, and I'm sure you know this as well as anybody that you know recruiting is always a, a big factor in college sports and you've always done a really good job at recruiting at Arkansas. So is, is that something that you talk to recruits or maybe show recruits sometimes be like, hey, you know I got we got former players playing in the World Series. We got former guys that are starting right now in the majors. Like, how much of a topic of conversation is that when you're talking to potential recruits?
1: Well, it's definitely talked about and, and a lot of times uh, you talk about different big leaguer situation. You know, example this guy came in here to Arkansas as a thirtieth round draft choice out of high school and you know, he left a first round or a second round or a sandwich pick draft and talk about development, how much better they got, what a great move coming to college. And you you throw that in there and uh, it's you know, it's what kids need to hear what they want to hear and and, uh, I think it it might help sway somebody you know there's a lot of programs that can say that Uh, we just need to make sure that we cover everything we can when we're recruiting and then hopefully the, the young man makes a great choice.
0: Well, and I know that obviously that's a factor in your recruiting and also looking at these new facilities that have finally gotten finished at at the university. It's incredible. Like just seeing the videos and pictures and all of that. I I haven't visited a lot of like major league baseball parks or facilities or even minor leagues, but I'd be hard pressed to see any of them having anything nicer than Arkansas. I mean, how impressive are those facilities and how big has that been when talking to your recruits as well? Well,
1: the facilities here are amazing and it's, Really across the board, and there's more going on on campus. And you know, you as a coach, you know, we're just so fortunate that we have an administration that supports us the way they do. And it's like anything else, much is given, much is expected, but that's what we want. And then you then you throw in our fan base that support us, come to the games, they donate to the you know the Razorback Foundation to these projects. It's given us the opportunity to bring in some of the top recruits in the, recruits in the country. If we can get a recruit on campus, we got a shot. But when we're recruiting nationally, we have to you know, go everywhere if we're going to compete in this league. I mean, there's good players in the, the state, but there's not enough. and We have to have SEC-type talent because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough level, uh, obviously. And, um, but being able to recruit to these facilities is a major plus for us. And like I said earlier, if we can get them on campus, we've got a shot. And, but there's a lot of good facilities in this country, and most of them are uh, in our conference, and then you, you can even shorten it to the Western Division. So uh, we have to do a good job, and, and our, my assistants do a great job of, of heading that up, and then we all jump in the middle of it.
0: We'll continue our discussion with Dave Van Horn here in just a second. First, I gotta tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are the one that's missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try these amazing bars yourself to believe it. You know, most of these protein bars are chalky or they taste like tree bark, something like that. It's just not good. But the thing about Built Bar is that they're soft, covered in 100% real chocolate and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It is that great. And they have so many different flavors to choose from. I mean, whether it's the mint brownie or the salted caramel or double chocolate, raspberry coconut i mean they got so many to choose from so you know you're going to find something that you love and they're always coming out with limited time flavors every three or four days so check their website often at builtbar.com and when you go there be sure to use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your first order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast we're speaking with Coach Dave Van Horn, head coach of the Razorback baseball team here on Out of Bounds. Now, Coach, obviously you had a lot of players return from last year's team. You had a great recruiting class, some transfers that have been coming in, and I guess in just a little over 100 days is when the season officially starts for your guys. But uh, just looking at the what happened last year and then the transition and heading into this upcoming season, what are some stuff that you feel like your team really needs to focus and work on and improve on uh, once the season starts?
1: Well, you know, first off, and I think it's probably true at a lot of places that, you know, the camaraderie of the team, it changes from year to year. You know, once the kids walk out of here, um, they sign a professional contract, graduate, uh, whatever the case may be, you just have you have a lot of new kids, a little nervous, new program. They need to bond a little bit. I think that's big. I mean, uh, you got to have talent, but you you got to you got to come together as a team. You got to care about each other, and we try to instill that in them. Uh, so that's some things we need to work on. Um, you know, as far as just on the field, you know, we, we we need some guys to go out and show us what to do. And I always tell the players that you know we don't just ride a lineup or stick a pitcher out there because you know we've heard he's good or he's supposed to be good. You got to go out and prove it and show us. Show us who to play. Show us where to hit you in the lineup. Uh, show us that you deserve to start. And so we're still in that phase. You know, guys got to got to get better every day and, and prove that they deserve to play in uh, certain situations or certain positions or whatever role it may be on the mound. And so to determine that, you know, fall ball and then off season, guys got to continue to get better. Obviously, they need to do well in the classroom and show responsibility there, and it all adds up.
0: Well, and it's funny, Coach, because I've laughed on my show that uh, with the amount of players you have coming back and we know that there was the the COVID year that players were able to take advantage of and everything, sometimes I look at the roster and I'm like, there's so many guys. I don't know how you're going to be able to play some of these great, talented people, but obviously that's your job and it's a great problem to have. So how is that figuring out? Because it seems like you have so many talented players trying to find roles and different things for them to fit in this upcoming year.
1: Well, you know, it always looks good on paper and... Coaches can fall in love with their rosters in the offseason until they start playing other teams and they find out that they're just as talented as we are and they lose. So we just tell our guys every day, got to keep proving it. And we got, We're not big slogan guys. We're, we're not always talking about going to Omaha. As a matter of fact, we don't really even talk about it. We just kind of figure if we play well, we got a shot. And we can get there and we know where it's at. So uh, we just try to keep our guys focused all the time and, and working to get better. Our roster is big. Because of COVID, it's, uh, this will probably be the last year that the rosters, at least going into the fall, has been on the upper 40s. Uh, now it's in the mid to low 40s. Um, it gets a little bit tough. We're going to lose a lot of kids in the draft this year. We're going to lose kids to graduation or they're done with their eligibility. It's going to start shrinking down, as a lot of teams are across the SEC um but really honestly as a coach it separates itself uh you can get some kids that come in highly touted and they get in here and it doesn't go well and they need more time um it kind of it thins it itself out on really who deserves to get on the field uh in the spring of 22 i, I don't find it real difficult now on the position player side it, you know if if, you, if, if you're right in the lineup and you feel like, man, I'd like to play this guy and that guy, that's a good problem to have. Because usually you're fighting for one more guy. Man, if i only had one more hitter, one more of this. This year's team, offensively, I feel like if someone gets hurt, someone's struggling, we can we can make a change. Um, and it's not going to really change the dynamics of our lineup. And that's uh, that's good. As far as on the mound, you know, we, we've got to have some guys – let us know that they deserve to start. We've got plenty of guys that can come out of the pen. We've got a lot of guys that can go one and two innings and get after you. We need those guys to get us into the game that have three pitches or more.
0: Well, I know that a lot of fans, when you're speaking about pitching and who's on the mound, Peyton Paulette, a lot of fans saw a little bit of him last year and how good he can be. But obviously with the injury, uh, cut his season a little bit short. How has he progressed and how has he been looking in fall ball?
1: I think he's made a big jump. He's it looks like he's now healthy. That was a really scary injury, you know. That happened in May. That's the kind of the stretch run. That hurt us down the stretch, as did a couple other injuries on the offensive side, and even some illness. We had a couple kids with strep throat in the regional, super regional that didn't play or tried to play. And it's just the timing of baseball. But with Peyton, you know, when he first hurt himself, we thought, well, that's it. Uh, but it ended up being a little better than we thought. He rehabbed all summer, no tear. He, uh, he looks like he's 100%. He's put on some good weight. Um, he looks older. He's more mature. We feel like he's getting ready to take that step forward. He's still very inexperienced at this level if you're just talking about innings on the mound for a third-year player. Uh, so hopefully he can overcome that. But uh, we're excited that, uh, that that he's back. You
0: know, Coach, I know we keep talking a little bit about recruiting, but I've just been fascinated, especially now that uh, it's been pretty much a, a full year uh, since this all went down, but, of course, the NIL stuff that has been really transforming a lot of college athletics. As a coach of the, of a major baseball program, uh, how have you seen it impact your program in positive ways, and especially for uh, a lot of the players and that are getting opportunities now to make a little extra money?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the sport of baseball, you know, we get 11.7 scholarships to really break up amongst three, three-and-a-half classes because, you know, we don't have too many of our seniors back. Most of them sign after their junior year if they're ready, um, which really thins it out. You know, you're looking at really three scholarships per, per class, a little more than that maybe. Huh. It's 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 not a, a good situation. So uh, with that being said, if these guys can make some money to supplement paying for school or food or housing, I'm all for it. You know, that it's all new. Um, we've got some guys that are – get involved pretty good. we got some guys that could get involved more than they are. But they don't want it to be a distraction because uh, really bottom line, if they have a good year, they're going to make a lot of money at the end of the year. So they need to have a good year. So there's a little bit of, you know, tug of war there. Um, I don't ever want it to be an issue where, you know, kids are so worried about uh, making another deal and making more money that it takes away from their game or takes away from them being a good teammate. Uh, you know, then you, then you just want to make sure that they're saying the right things in the locker room um, with these things, because you know it's all about the team, and that's that's the way it is around here. And uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm happy that they can make some money and and help themselves out. If they were all on full scholarships, getting and then also getting money above that, um, I don't know how I'd feel, but but I get it. I, I'm happy they can make some money
0: yeah especially in the fact that you know you mentioned baseball and all that but here in arkansas i feel like it's such a great opportunity in the fact that it, you know razorback baseball is such a big deal here where in other schools even major schools that have great football programs or basketball programs baseball is always just kind of in the in the back shadows but at arkansas it's such a big deal that people know these players and they know these names and they come out to see the, the the teams play. So I'm sure that that's afforded them a lot more opportunities at a place like Arkansas than some other schools across college baseball as well.
1: I, I agree, and uh, I think it's starting to come forward. There's some schools in our league that, I mean, they're getting back big time. When I what I mean by that, some of their players are getting some big deals, and it'd be nice if. You know, some of our guys could get that. And, and in the future, that if we can keep some of these prospects coming in because they know yeah, they can sign for a million, million and a half out of high school, but they can also come to Arkansas and, you know, be on a baseball scholarship but also make some pretty good money while they're here to supplement things or save. It's, that's what's going to go on now. And we, we need to get our guys too. So hopefully that will happen and, uh, uh, you know, we can – we can
0: see that going forward. Well, Coach, last one before I let you get out of here. Obviously, it seems like you've been having some fun with the Razorback football team. We know about you catching the football there and down in Arlington, and uh, which a lot of Razorback fans got a kick out of. But uh, it seems that you've been really involved in, in watching these teams. And, of course, Eric Musselman, head coach of Razorback base- uh, basketball, has been doing the same thing. Just what have you made so far this football season? I know you're a football fan and the job that Sam Pittman's done.
1: First off, I think they have a great staff. And... I think the players really care and respect the coaches and, and it's vice versa two-way street there. And, uh, the, the guy, the players are giving the coaches everything they've got and, and, and they don't quit. And that's what I really like. You know, you're not going to win every game, obviously. I mean, it's tough in football and the way the league is with some of the, uh, the top half. And, and I think they, our football program has made a huge jump in the last couple of years and, you know, they got you – know, a couple of years ago you got a brand new coach and coaching staff and then you have COVID hit and they couldn't practice much in the spring and they're doing things on- online. I mean, how do you get to know people that way? It's tough. And I think they're in great shape. They're in great hands. And I enjoyed that day uh, in Arlington on the sidelines and just to see the effort uh, was tremendous right at-, at that level of just being on the sidelines. Um yeah, I, I don't know what else I can say. I'm just really proud of them and happy for them. And I, I think right now our, our athletic department is, is is getting after it. And it starts with the administration getting us the opportunity to support. I mentioned that earlier. Um, and then the coaches are taking advantage of it, the players are getting after it. And, uh, you know, it's it's every sport. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like down here we got to keep getting after it because. Uh, everybody's doing well. I think that's great competition amongst all the sports.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about it. Coach, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Uh, I know that uh, the season will be right around the corner before we know it. So if we don't get a chance to catch up with you, then uh, good luck once the start of the season happens, and hopefully we'll have a chance to catch up later on the road. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily
1: Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.